Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Josh. And I have just a quick announcement. The Just a Kid from Gary podcast is now on all of your listening major platforms. That is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and for your visuals, YouTube. So be sure to subscribe to your favorite listening platforms and check out your favorite episodes of Just a Kid from Gary. Now, let's get into today's episode, An Artist with a Message with Justin Gordo. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Josh, and you're tuning in to the podcast, Just a Kid from Gary, a podcast that will inspire others around the globe to achieve their dreams and then make them a reality. In this podcast, I highlight individuals that grew up in the cities like Gary and that are doing amazing things. And today, I have a very, very special guest. I am happy and proud to, 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 to announce uh, Gordo. Um, the founder and creative of direct, uh, director, excuse me, of Streetly, an Annapolis-based streetwear fashion brand. Uh, as a Gary native, my brother has found his way into the fashion industry after relocating to Annapolis, and he also pulls influences from music, skateboard, art community to create progressive designs to tell the story of the brand. He also works with Pattern Magazine as a vendor coordinator for the. Um, uh, excuse me, he also works for Pattern Magazine as a vendor coordinator for the Supply Trade Show with the mission of driving fresh ideas to the event. Through his work in Indianapolis fashion, he plans to make a change in the fashion culture in Indianapolis one step at a time. Everybody give it up for my boy, Gordo. What's going on, brother? What's up, my guy? How you doing? Man, man I'm doing pretty well. You feel me? Thank That's you good. for having me here. You feel me? No problem, man. Um, for my audience, man, I think that it's it's really clear that we kind of break it to this thing with some history. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't know, uh, but for the audience that are tapping in, we actually met, um, what, about three, four years ago? Yep. Uh, and um, we had actually, uh, I had met him through my business partner, and we both own fashion brands. He, like, like I said in, in the intro, he is the owner of Streetly, it was Streetly HRC, right? Yeah, we just dropped the HRC. Just came for Streetly. You know? Was it getting confusing? Yeah, it was getting confusing. I didn't want to keep on explaining to people what HRC means. Right. But uh, Streetly, I feel like Streetly actually fit what we're trying to do. And that's the best thing about having the brand that I found myself during this whole journey. Respect. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Street, so. Streetly. In the streets, yeah, man, we gonna we gonna crack into that. I, I I like I was saying that you know we met um, and we start we collaborated on this project. Um, and I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Thinking about that project, that was a really good that was a good project for us. You know, what I'm saying we mm-hmm. had a, a a a sweatshirt that we put out. Um, it was basically a high quality sweatshirt. Uh, we collaborated on the piece. Gorda took care of the back, probably the. One of the most amazing art pieces I had seen. Appreciate it, man. Man, that was a dope piece, bro. Appreciate it. It bro. went, it went crazy. Yeah, bro. It did way better than what I expected. Yeah, <laughs> to, to be same, honest. Same. And was to that, be honest, was, a, was that your first collaboration? Yeah, that was my first collaboration. And um, during that time, I was going through it a lot. You feel me? I didn't even know if I still wanted to do the brand. Really? Yeah, but that collaboration made me realize that this was what I was supposed to do. Wow. Yeah. So after wow. that. I've been full force with it. You feel me? So yeah. Okay. So that was kind of like some. Okay, I didn't even know that, man. Yeah. That was some motivation for you, then. Yeah, it was motivation seeing that, seeing people actually buying it. You yeah, feel me? And it yeah. sold out. You feel me? Yeah, they were rocking with it, bro. I'll tell you this, like, so <clears throat> when we put it out, we put it out at Ball State, of course, and you were in Annapolis, so we mm-hmm. kind of like took care took care of both markets, right? right? And I'll tell you on the Ball State side, you could probably tell me from what happened at Indy. I kind of heard, I was hearing about it for mm-hmm. sure. You know, we did the photo shoot um, and we did it in a unique place. And dude, we sprawled like the first time we like, uh, cause they now we would go to the uh, atrium. Mm-hmm. We would go sell, right. bro, it instantly sold out. Instantly, bro, with no no doubt. No Man, doubt. I wish I could have witnessed that day, you feel me? Yeah, bro. That's pretty much how it was when that, you feel me? It's so not posted, everybody was on it, you feel me? Yeah, yeah, that, see, and that's the beauty of, like, you know what I'm saying, like, get to, um, get into, like, some of the cool uh, history that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important for us to realize that, you know, we both, 
come from places of, of, of grind. I call you my brother in grind because, uh, you know, we both from the city of Gary. Right. And, uh, and, and wh while we were working on this project, I felt, that's when I found out you was from Gary. Yep. Um, and that was, man, that was crazy. But not only that, man, we were from the, across the tracks, bro. You yep. was in Aetna, dog. Yep, in Aetna. My <laughs> grandma was in Glen Ryan, you feel me? Bro, I, so I lived in Glen Ryan. Mm-hmm. You lived in Edna, yep. and um, bro, I would hear horror stories about Edna dog. Yeah, bro. I can't even front, bro. I, bro, like, it was horror stories everywhere over there. That's true, <laughs> bro. But like, they would always tell us like not to go across the tracks. Yeah, like, bro, it was just always like horror stories. What's the crazy story you like? Like you been in, bro? Man, to be honest, I stayed out the way. My mom, to be honest, a lot of people don't know. I came from a high religion background, bro. Okay. You feel me? So my mom made sure that we stay out the way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what's very important. You feel me? But, like, the craziest stuff I've witnessed was, like, things that I was, like, probably with my brothers. You know what I'm saying? Mm. On my dad's side, they lived in the horseman area. Okay. So, you know, off of Fifth Ave, you feel me, most of your... <laughs> That side of the family, they gay bait this bro. shit. You feel me? Bro. You feel me? All so, lords, bro. Yeah, all lords. That's what I'm saying. See, you already know. You all feel me? lords over there, bro. You feel me? Yeah. So that was something my mom, that's the main reason why we moved out. Because my mom didn't want us to be in that type of environment. She yeah. wanted better for us. Her being a college graduate and stuff like that, education was important for her. Mm -hmm. us, for her to have us to yeah, you know what I mean. You yeah, feel yeah, me? Yeah, to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah, you feel me? So she wanted to move us to Indianapolis for a better education. Because during the time frame, they was building all them charter schools, just starting to put all That's them charter true. schools and stuff like that. That's true. And they was, she was like, yeah, it's time to slide out. You feel me? So Yeah, yeah. That's, bro, I'm telling you. So my mom, um, she kind of, that's, that's interesting that you your mom mm -hmm. was a very, you know, church-going lady. Mm -hmm. That's what my mom was. And that, that saved my butt from a lot of stuff, bro. I'm going to be real with you. Because I probably would have been in way worse stuff. Um, bro, I got a, I had a crazy story for you. Mm -hmm. So you remember that gas station? Um, it was uh, right after the tracks. I think it was either like a Seiko. It was right across the street. From it was the a Seiko at one point. Ameriz yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, bro. So, so, bro, one time, me and my homies, we was like smoking one night. Mm -hmm. And like we decided to like go to the gas station and get some snacks. Right. We feeling, you know, we got the munchies. Right. And I remember, man, this man, I remember this story so crazy. Because, bro, I'm telling you, so it had to be the grace of God that was over my life, mm -hmm. especially back then. So we go to the gas station, you know what I'm saying? We getting stuff. And, like, in my mind, I didn't have much bread in my pocket. Only because right. I spent it all on, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. So um, what happened was, like, I, I, I was, you know what I'm saying, grabbing some stuff, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, stuff, man. And me and my homies, we getting ready to walk out the door. Mm -hmm. And as we getting ready to walk out the door, the dude locks it. You know what I'm saying? He can lock it from behind the glass. Yeah, so he locks it, bro. My heart drops, bro. Right. So I'm like, I'm trying to, like, you know what I'm saying, be cool, trying to figure out what's right. going on. But I feel, I, in my mind, I figured out he he probably got the drop on me. Right, you on know every day. <laughs> Let's be real. Right. And before I know it, bro, um, he comes out like yelling at us. You guys are stealing. You guys are stealing. You guys are stealing. I'm calling the cops. The cops are on their way. Cops right. are on their way, right, bro? I'm like, bro, I'm toast. And all of his friends say, "Get it. Give me everything that's out your pocket. Give me everything that's out your pocket." So I'm pulling stuff out my pockets. All the homies pulling stuff out their pocket. Right. And um, and I remember, man, like I was like thinking, like, okay, I could take a. It was like a little piece of brick by the glass. I was like, yo, I could take a glass, this brick, mm -hmm. bust the glass, and get out of here. Right, type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not getting caught. <laughs> you know what I'm hey, like, bro, you know, you know if your mom a church going right. lady, bro, you couldn't. Right. Hey, I mean, even though that you was a church going person, it ain't like you never been through anything. Bro. You feel me? I remember because I had a little homie um, that actually lived on Savage across the um, across the tracks, and mm -hmm. we used to play football over there. Mm -hmm. Then we was walking in and. Um, What's that street? I think it was New Hampshire. Yep. Yeah, we walk in on New Hampshire. I seen people shooting there, and I was young. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know shoot? how. To, yes, bro. That's what I'm saying. 
and we was just walking, you know what I'm saying? Just got done playing football and shit. Yeah. And this yard. Thinking everything's sweet. Yeah, thinking everything is sweet. Yeah, you feel me? So we go on a we're gonna witness type of sh- those yeah. type of shit. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. But good thing that I'm able to live in a better environment now. Facts. You feel me? Facts. Let's talk about that, man. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, and I want to ask you, man, like you coming out of that, mm-hmm. what what has been your mindset since you left? My mindset, um, my mindset was kind of different. I had to adjust living here. You feel me? Uh, a lot of people didn't know, like, like, let me tell you. All right. You know, it, Gary is a predominantly black yes. city. Yes. You guys know what I'm saying? Never interacted with a white person in my life. You feel me? Same. Moving here, going to North Central. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Even going to middle school here also. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I had to adjust. You know what I'm saying? There was a lot of times I got in fights and shit like that because that was the type of shit I was around. You mm-hmm. feel me? But it just, I had to adjust, especially, I would have to say, like, me going to North Central probably saved my life because of the fact that it taught me how to be more diverse. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Hmm. Because of the fact that we saw, I was used to one thing, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But coming to a different culture in a different city, it was a whole different light. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? A whole different light. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started getting into the whole skateboard scene. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And the skateboard scene probably helped me. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it taught, I knew how to draw, but it helped me learn how to express also. Like me and a homie Kyle Rogan, and them, we used to draw graffiti pieces in our little black books. He taught me how to do the shit. You feel me? He used to skateboard all the time with them niggas. Even though I wasn't good, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I still skated with them because of the fact that it was something different. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you know anybody in Gary that skateboard? Bro. None. <laughs> yeah. Person. I, and I tell you this, I had a skateboard. Right. And. All the older homies made me feel like very insecure. Yeah, they make it, you feel like a weirdo. Yeah, yeah, yeah they insane. do. They do. Um, I tell you this, brother. So I was, and, and when I was doing some research, I want to make sure the audio audio sounds good. Nah, you good, bro? Um, um, yeah, that sounds better. When I was doing some research, um, I was looking at you know Streetly, uh, Streetly HRC, but now Streetly, and. Um, I seen that, you know, it had really just kind of just taken off based off, you know what I'm saying, that 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 skateboard lifestyle, that that uh, kind of like that edgy kind of you know lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, like, I, I was processing, bro, like, in my head, like, how did you, like, make that, like, how did you gravitate to that life? Because that's a, for black people, that's a, you know, peculiar right. life to, like, try to, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, get into um, and, and, and I was just listening to, actually, crazy enough, I was just listening to uh, the Lil Wayne podcast. Yeah. And he was saying, he was talking about during that time where he kind of just, like, he was able to switch it to that, and, and he was able to, you know, get into, like, uh, skateboarding and, like, mm-hmm. all this kind of, like, rock star type lifestyle. Right. Did that have any influence, or was it was it somewhere else driven? Um, I think it was kind of influenced yeah I think it's kind of influenced mm-hmm. in some type of way mm-hmm. but I think it just kind of happened most of the time to be honest because the neighborhood that we live with a lot of people skate yeah. you know what I'm saying living on 71st in Woodridge you feel me everybody used to skate over there yeah you know what I'm saying so just being over there just seeing people skating over there I'm like oh shit let me see what this is about you mm-hmm. feel me and I fell in love with it and to be honest, like everything that I did in that community influenced everything I do now. Now, you feel me? Mm-hmm. And to be honest, a lot of brands that I admire today, I wouldn't know without that community. Like the Hundreds, mm-hmm. BBC, mm-hmm. Um, the Dunk whole Nike Dunk culture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stuff like that. Things that like like Stussy, Supreme, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Before it even became commercial now. You feel me? Those it was in that community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So just knowing that streetwear was something that I was able to do, 
uh, especially me going to school for graphic design, I didn't want to work for anybody. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But I knew that if I would start it, uh, the streetwear brand, I'm able to express my art and still be able to do graphic design yeah. and still do fashion, you feel me, in that community that I loved. Yeah, you know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's why it came, pretty much came across. So that's cool, man. I didn't see, and that's that's the importance uh, importance behind brands. Brands have these strong significance um, to the reason why somebody does it. And you being a graphic designer, me being a designer, you know, those are the types of things that I think that sometimes the story tells. But I think that a lot of times, and like even the reason why uh, this podcast even exists is because you know. Um, I, it's all about setting up that story, setting up that inspiration for the next kid. Right. You know, I think about what kid is going to be inspired by your story. Right. And what they're going to do to channel some of the things. Maybe it's not because maybe, you know, um, skateboard's not for them. Skateboard's still in, though. The skateboard right. culture is huge, bro. Right. Huge. Think about Supreme. Right. Supreme's still doing fantastic. And right. they started off a skateboard culture. Right. So I'm, what I'm getting at is, you know, um, to channel to channel that um, to channel that that design process in order to put you know those pieces out mm-hmm. that's huge man and I, I take my hand out to it, bro. you what 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 made you want to be a entrepreneur why did you say I, I know you had mentioned you know being able to just you know express yourself as far as you know a graphic designer but this road as an entrepreneur is a little bit different mm-hmm um, it's not, it's not, you know, uh, roses is not, you know, all sweet. Right. It's, it's particular. Yeah. At the gate. Yeah. Yeah, it is for real. The reason why I wanted to be an entrepreneur is because like I was, uh, we was talking before, you know what I'm saying? It's something that you created, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And nobody can take it away from you. You know what I'm saying? No matter if it goes bad or good. Streetly will still be there. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's up to me to make sure that I do everything I need to do to make sure Streetly is going worldwide. Yeah. But if I don't do anything, it's still there. Might be a lot of people don't know about it, but it's still there. Yeah. I create it. Nobody can take it away from me. That's true. You know what I'm saying? And me, and if we work with for people, you can apply a job. But that job could be taken away from you anytime it happens. That's true. Yeah, you know I'm saying there was hundreds of people that was gonna lose their jobs when Carrier was about to move to Mexico. That's true. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what they can do, they can't. They can create it. You yeah, know what I'm saying. Yeah. So now they have. They, they basically even, lost their job. Right. Yeah. You feel me? But yeah. I can't lose streetly. You know what I'm saying. True. True. Because that's you. That's me. Yeah. And that's a part of me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So. Yeah, I, that's the part I love about entrepreneurship mm-hmm. is it's not so much just, yeah, the ownership, obviously, but the ability to have control over. Right. Um, so that no man can mm-hmm. tell you wait, when to wake up, when to go to sleep, I when to I, work. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we're all building to. I, right. I think that, you know, um, you have a, 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 a great, great audience, great following. I, I, I think we have, we have built one as well. And I think that... Um, if it's transparent enough, we're able to say that's the message. Right. Like, we're going to put this dope stuff out there and we're going to continue to curate it. But we want to let you guys know, like, you can't you can't take this, man. Right. This is this is something we work hard for, man. And and being from Gary, bro, I'm going to be real with you. I take my hat off to you, dog. Mm -hmm. And I have to say this publicly. I take my hat off to you because a lot of my brothers out there, you know, that are like, you know, they have the ability they have the willpower. They have the the mental capacity to run a business, and mm-hmm. they don't. Exactly. And I take my hat off to you, bro, because I'm gonna be real with you. Entrepreneurship it is a journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, just doing something that a lot of people like, right. bro. A lot of people can't do this stuff. Bro. Right out the gate. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, a lot of people can do it. They just choose not to. That's true. You feel me? That's true. Either because it's fear. I think it's mostly fear. You know what I'm saying? It is. Um, and, and, and not just fear, but, um, well, yeah, fear, fear of failure. Mm-hmm. I think people are more afraid to fail, so they say, you know what, I'll just keep it safe. Right, out the gate. I'll, I, I, won't, I won't push too hard. I won't go after what I want because 
if I fail, or if I don't, excuse me, if I don't do it, then, you know, I, I'll never have to fail. Right. I, was, I was listening to someone, she was telling me, uh, I was talking with one of my friends, she was telling me how a guy that she was dating, um, um, he basically was working at a, a job and I won't name any names or you know any mm-hmm. jobs, anything like that, because this right. is not to discredit anything that anybody does, by the way. Nine to fives is okay. Dude. Yeah, you feel yeah. me? Fuck yeah. with Beast of all talking about. <laughs> it's all right, you feel me? Exactly. Get it until you can, right? And he's working his gig, you know, and she started asking him, like, what's your future? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? What's your future sound like? You know, she said, well, what, what, the t- what, do, what do you look like or what are you doing in 20 years? And he said, honestly, man, I'm thinking about just retiring from here, you know? And um, she was like, well, that's, that's it. No ownership, mm-hmm. no. And, and, and I, bro, I'm trying to tell you, bro, I'm taking my hat off to you because, bro, we don't leave the city with those type of mindsets, bro. Mm-hmm. We walk away like, hey, man, I'm, I'm just, like, if, if brothers get a job, they feel like they've done pretty much everything they need to do in life. At the gate, you feel me? I mean, that's how what that's how it's gonna be programmed because it's a city with no form of hope. That's true. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's true. Like when we was growing up, most of the people I knew worked in a motherfucking stem mill. That's true. At the gate, and mm-hmm. they was fine with that. You mm-hmm. feel me? Mm-hmm. Only person that I would say in my family that wanted more was my grandfather. He used to weld grills all the time with slang grills, bro. Really? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's another reason why I had the love for designs. Design also because of my grandfather. Mm-hmm. As I used to see him in his little all, all little back room, he used to sketch his these little grills and he would weld them up together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he's the first person I ever seen that made like handmade a grill that rotates itself when it needs to. Like, really? Yes. Like the rotisserie stuff? Yeah. Really? Dead ass. And I seen <laughs> that happen. I was like, this man's a genius. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. really, really smart. Yeah. You feel me? Y'all probably know him. We used to live off of six eleven cast, you feel me? Okay. On everything. Okay. okay. On everything. Yeah. But yeah, he used to weld up the grills all the time, make a lot of smokers and stuff like that. And I seen him little make these little sketches every time. You feel me? Oh, he and, would sketch it out first. Yeah, sketch it out, then make them. Yeah, he was a designer. He was a designer. He, was a designer he didn't right know he was a he designer. Did. He did. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He did in his mind, he's thinking about what is the best way that I can craft this. First I have to go through a concept. Right. I have to draw it. Right. Bro, that's, and honestly, when you think about it, any person that does that, they don't realize it, but they're, they're a designer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, actually, I love what Nate is doing. He's actually processing the concept of a designer. So he, he's actually going through this, like, instrument of, like, what's a designer. Right. And get to the re- realization that everybody's a designer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so... Um, those are some of the cool things, like behind, like you know, what I'm saying what we do. I think, and, right? And your grandfather, man, take it, man. Head off, head off yeah, to that, bro. Brother, man. He was a beast, bro. Yeah, he's still at it. He's about eighty something, still be in the world. Really? You know I mean? See, yeah, bro. bro, that's what I love about purpose and passion, bro. I, I I can't see myself sitting down and being just, con, just like content, like just fine with life, man. Like right. after a certain period of time, bro. I'm. T- I, I'm working, I'm doing something, I'm staying active, I'm changing right. lives until the day I stop breathing, period, bro. At the gate. Bro, period, bro. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, I respect people like that. Right. I grew up around a couple of people like that, that just like, they couldn't stop moving, they had to keep doing something, they had to keep bettering themselves, you know? Right. And a lot of people don't understand that, because people ask me that all the time, why are you always busy, bro? <laughs> Come kick it with us. Come turn up one time. Nah, I have a bigger purpose right now. Yes, sir. You feel me? I got a bigger purpose. And my whole goal is that strictly get big enough that I'll be able to pass it down to my son. Yes, yeah, sir. that's what I'm saying. Yes, sir. If he wants to, you yeah. feel me? I'm not going to force him. But right. if he wants, if he to, wants he, to, it's there for him. It's there for him. Yes, you sir. feel me? Out the gate. And that's how black people build generational wealth. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. That's a big conversation that uh, I continually to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that it's our it's definitely our duty to be mm-hmm. always thinking about that person, that mm-hmm. person that uh, that comes after us. And when we talk about generational wealth, we're not just talking about like, you know, that person right after our son, after our daughter, right after us. Right. No, we're talking about, you know, four generations. Mm-hmm. You know, if we create that comfortability, what they'll be able to do is, and, and, and I was listening to someone, they said, you know, your goal is, is, is to build as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And then you basically plant seeds in everyone that's around you. 
Out the so gate. when you die, mm-hmm. they continue building your legacy. Out the gate. You feel me? That's what Coca-Cola did. That's what, you know what I'm saying, uh, a lot of these, you know, corporate businesses. Uh, I was going to say like McDonald's and Burger King's, but they started in the 1950s. But mm-hmm. even even still, like Ray Kroc, like his legacy is still going. You know, every right. McDonald's is on the corner is de- designed after the concept of Ray Kroc. So he he figured it out. Um, and I was even looking at the Madam C.J. Walker um, 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 documentary, and it was kind of it, it gave a great storyline. It was more of a movie than a or a, a show series, a show of series, right. than a um, documentary. But it was talking about kind of like that history and kind of like how she created things. But one thing I was upset about, bro, to be honest, they didn't really preserve her business correctly. Right. She, like, there are products out there. I don't even. I'm not even sure who's actually selling those products because first of all, there's a high price on those products mm-hmm. currently. And you, and you don't see them in, in the shorties' bath, bathrooms. They're not putting their products in their hair. Not, and this is a this is a black-owned business. Yeah, so nice. when we talk about generational wealth, we got to talk about how to do it the proper way. Mm-hmm. What are some th- some ways you're setting that up? I mean, what a, what is your thought process, man? So pretty much my thought process is just make pretty much planting the seeds that I need to plant, mm-hmm. uh, building the relationships that I need to build. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because when I think of generational wealth, I, I just don't think about my son also. I'm thinking culture-wise also. Because if I don't teach the next person, you know what I'm saying, that's in the same culture that we in, then how this culture be able to strive still? That's you true. know what I'm saying? That's true. You know what I'm saying? Then if it don't strive correctly, then the streetly won't strive if I'm going. You know that's what true. I'm saying? That's true. So that's the things that I think about as far as it um, – and when when my son Oakland get older, I'm be able to teach him certain things about streetwear. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. things that I love about it, and hopefully he will gravitate to it. You know what I'm saying? But um, ways that you could do to preserve it. You know what I'm saying? Like what I was about to say. <laughs> Lost my train of thought. No, you, you good though. Me? But I was gonna ask you this, man. Uh-huh. You had said something. Mm-hmm. Um, what what is your like what is fashion to you like why are you so passionate about it the reason I, why i'm so passionate about it because that's who that's the way to how i express you know what i'm saying like coming from a religion background we was taught that child stay in a child's place yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah we wasn't able to express the way that we needed to express it's not even with um people that's in the church community just black people in general. In general. Yeah. You feel me? Don't believe in their child having a voice. Yeah. And fashion was, fashion in that uh, skateboard community helped me have a voice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's how I was able to express myself without even talking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. okay. Like people can see, see who I am by how I dress. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Before I even step, before I even say a word, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, and that's that impression that you want to give every time you walk into a, any form of room. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like some people like to dress up. I hate dressing up, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But I know that I like things like BBC, the hundreds, you know, what I'm saying? Supreme stuff like that. Yep. And people see me wear those things. Know, okay, he's into that type of culture. You know what I'm saying? Even when I wear my brand, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People know that I'm in that form of culture. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Now yeah. I'll be able to talk to people about that culture. Yeah. And once I talk about it, people can understand. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. So, yeah, that's a, just pretty much the gist of it. I feel you, you feel me? So, But, bro, one thing I, I looked at that I know a lot of people want to probably want to ask you because I know that, mm-hmm. like, um, how to how to dress? How do you dress like for a big guy? Because for my big fellas out there, a lot of times, I, and I was talking with Ao about this. Yeah, we were kind of talking about like the need for how to dress for a big guy when mm-hmm. you're dressing in urban streetwear. Right. What does that look like? How does that mm-hmm. go? Um, and, and 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 how to make that work? And I think that you've done a great job of like exemplifying that. Right. Um, but I wanted to talk about that a little bit more with you because I I know that like you. But you got that part locked down. I always, I, right. I, I'm like, bro, 
Gordon Lokey, the sauce guy. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Oh, now, uh, pretty much, uh, I just keep doing my research. You feel me? Because now, people, it kind of transitioned when it, with streetwear now. Because okay. they used to print off bigger sizes. Now, they the biggest size that they go to is a 2X now. Yep. But um, you just have to do the research on who do the bigger sizes. Yes, okay. I'm saying. Okay. Like, one of my favorite brands right now is Joe Freshgood. Okay. Out in Chicago, yeah. the yeah. Fat Tiger uh, whole, the whole thing, you mm-hmm. feel me? He prints up to 3X, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He a big guy like us, mm-hmm. you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? BBC print up to three, uh, 3X. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to transition back to that uh, way because people will start wearing their shirts more back, back here, here now. Okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And at one point, everybody was on the slim, slim shit. Yep. Yeah, you know I'm saying? Yep. But that baggy look, that 90 baggy look is coming back. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I believe, just looking at the trend, that it's going to transition back into that way. Okay. So just pretty much doing research. That's one thing I do make sure I do is do the research as far as when it comes to trends. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I know I could pretty much peep a trend before it even happened. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I knew, like, I knew when people was going to start wearing skin, more skinny jeans more after the jerking era. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, things like that. That was a hot Bro, that was, bro, I was, bro, <laughs> that that was a hot <laughs> era, bro. on everything. I People sleep on that era. That era was a fire, bro. bro. I was in front of my TV trying to learn that dance for like hours, bro. Oh, God, and bro. And when I got it down, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, when I got that, that down, was, bro, I'm that was probably. to school and literally, bro, yes. And that's why I can say about that era. This era, that era brought so many, especially here in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. A lot of the people that's creatives here were brought together through that era. Yes. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing about yeah. it. Like yeah. all the music people I know here, you feel me? Shout out to the big homie Point Dexter. You yes, feel sir. Me? Yes, sir. He, he was part of that culture yes, also. You feel me? And like seeing those people that was a part of that culture, now they the faces of creativity here in Indianapolis. Yep. Ain't that crazy? Yep. Like, yep. Bro, I think that. Not only did they do that, did that, but it allowed the all those worlds to blend. Mm-hmm. Because, like, bro, think about it. Those guys were low key considered weird. Yeah. Until like the jerk era, even like yeah, like that. Like those guys weren't like they were in their own groups. Yeah. Everybody had their own groups, and then that allowed hip hop, that allowed the skate world, that allowed skinny jeans, that allowed just kind of crazy. The Immersed everything, everything together, bro. It was yes, like a Perfect melting pot, bro. Yes, bro. Perfect melting pot. So, yeah, that's that's a that's a good point, though. Mm-hmm. That's a good point, man. That makes me really, really think now because what's next in fashion? What's next in fashion? Yeah. I believe that it's gonna go back to. I think that it's gonna go back to the '90s kind of baggy, but mm-hmm. not too baggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, say look. Mm-hmm. And people are going towards more vintage looks now. Yeah, you feel me? And they want more vintage pieces and stuff like that. I think a lot of people are going to stray away from high fashion. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And look for those streetwear brands and look for them vintage pieces. You know what I'm saying? I even I even throw in black brands too. Yeah. I, I see black band, black, black brands, brands also. Bro, you feel is me? about to take a crazy crazy lift off, bro. Bro, and I see and that, bro. Even like right now, bro. Like, ever since the things that have been going on on street, we've been doing hella good, bro. Really? Yes. And just seeing seeing that, that's a possibility that for all black brands, that's Porsche going to shoot up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. And and that's what we need. Yeah, True. that's what I'm saying. True. Because of the fact that that's helped us circulate black dollars. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know that's what I'm saying. That's something that's very, very important. People don't. Don't even know about you. you better say that, saying. my friend. You better I think say they, that. There's a reason why they burned down Tulsa. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, they yeah. knew that if we had equal to what they have, they will have to look at us. Because our spending power is so strong, bro. I think it's like 1.2 or 3.2 trillion. The black dollar has a spending power that's so significant. Right. And if we've seen the ability that 
it takes in order for me to invest in my mm-hmm. brother's business mm-hmm. and he's invested in mine right. we're circulating that and then what we go do is we go get black distributors mm-hmm. black manufacturers and right. we get black wholesale bro if we if this whole thing like turn out the way it's going to without like a a plot against the plan mm-hmm. bro i'm telling you right now this is going to be the shift we need and, and you were saying something but i want to ask you mm-hmm. It's strictly, it's strictly taking a part in, and no, not actually. Uh, uh, um, my, my, my main point is what I'm getting at is, Streetly did take a step into the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. um, um, uh, direction. Right. And there was a piece that I seen. Now, I'm gonna tell you my experience, bro. Mm-hmm. I was scrolling, I was scrolling, I was scrolling on IG. I came across this piece, right? I see this piece, it has this police badge. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll let you kind of tell, like, the, because you, you're the artist behind it. Mm-hmm. But initially, I'll be honest with you, I was like, did he hurt his brand by doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, because inter- internally, I see you as being this, like, really crafty arts, uh, and you, lo- you love art, you know? Mm-hmm. So I see you being this crafty, artsy um, brand that really just pushes, you know, this dope uh, concept. And then when you took that political statement, I was like, that's edgy, bro. That's really edgy. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, I, I don't like it. Um, I felt like it was more of an inflammatory statement, right? Mm-hmm. Which is good because it splits the room. You got to decide whether you agree with it or disagree. Right, at the gate. Exactly. And it wasn't that I didn't disagree with it. I mm-hmm. just, it was like, did, did I see you being that political, taking that political stance? But then I had to rethink about it, brother. Mm-hmm. I looked at it, I was like, my man's an artist. How do artists... You know what I'm saying? In times of like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, um, hard times and times of like issue, things that are going on, how do they express themselves? Right. How, do they, how do they feel? I'm going to have to break it down to you real yes, quick. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Art is a form of documentation. Mm-hmm. We, Egypt, they have holograms, things like that, yep. to document what they did, what was going on during that time. Yep. My job as an artist, is to tell the story what's going on now. Yes, sir. And that's something that affects me every single day, knowing that I have to walk outside and there's a possibility I won't go home and see my son because of 50 50. Bro, we're playing at a 50 50 chance. Out the gate. Yes, sir. You feel me? So I feel like in my whole thing, mm-hmm. I don't want to hide my blackness behind my brand. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of brands that does it. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm true. saying. That's true. I don't do that at all. Mm-hmm. If anybody know me, I've been doing this for a minute. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Back in 2018, we made a shirt with a black uh, we, a woman in the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Then we had my homie Chelsea do a poem about black women. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm okay. saying. Because that's important. Mm-hmm. That's important to me to make sure that I don't hide my blackness behind my brand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's something I made sure that it had to be stated because of the fact that as an artist, it is our job to document what's going on. That's true. If you don't document what's going on, are you really uh, really an artist? artist? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why we made the wash your damn hands uh, shirt. I seen that. You know what I'm saying? Because the whole COVID-19 COVID. that's yeah. going on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's our job to make sure that we document these type of things that's going on. So how? So when people do see these things, you know what I'm saying? They can go back and be like, oh my God, I remember during this time, this is time. This is a reminder that I need to bring, have this type of mindset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a help somebody to have that um, reminder every day that you're black. You know what I'm saying? And True. support your True. culture. True. You know what I'm saying? Every single day. Bro, you know what I'm saying? You, I, I think that's genius. And this is why. Mm-hmm. You're documenting history through your brand. Right. People will literally be able to go back. I remember this. Mm-hmm. I remember like 20 years from now, you'll see Wash Your Damn Hair. I remember that. Co- I remember that was COVID. Right. I remember that piece. So like, I like that you 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 know what I'm saying. You're definitely documented. Like I said, uh, I had to come to the gra- the, the the strong graphs that the, my, my man's an artist, and what he's doing is he's making a a piece that he's saying something. And I and, and what I was thinking about, I was like, I had to process it. And I know 
most of your audience had to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I, the shirt did well. Mm-hmm. But I, I was looking at it as like, what, what, and, and I want you to describe that for our audience so, so that they could know mm-hmm. what we're talking about. But I really want to know what was the, the, the concept behind it. Like, why did you take the badge? And, and what, what, what led you to that? That was an interesting. Because the badge was supposed to be, if anybody don't know, the shirt is called Serve and Protect. And on this, in the badge, it says Serve and Protect My Ass with the uh, Black Power symbol in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much in the statement, it was pretty much t- saying that the United States profit from our culture, profit from us take our dollars and everything, but they do everything but protect us. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And um, the reason why I went that route because of the fact that we're not being protected, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There was times that I did face, personally face police officers that was on power trips, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, over dumb shit, bro. I have too, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, like, but y'all want to take all this stuff from us, but you don't want to protect us. We already look as threats. You know what I'm saying? And it shouldn't have to be that way. We did everything for this country. You know what I'm saying? I just literally learned learned that that, uh, Harriet Harriet Tubman played a big part of the Civil War. You know what I'm saying? Like, huge. A huge part of it. You know what I'm saying? Our, Our people did so much for this for this country and they can't even protect us you know what I'm saying after we protect them because we could have been under uh, confederate you know what I'm saying we could have that's true but our people and the people that believe us needed to be united Mm -hmm. as a people we came together and made that shit happen that's true you know what I'm saying so why are we look differently you know what I'm saying? Why yeah. we are threatening, a threat to you. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that that was important. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's a, you know, um, when I was doing, I was doing some research mm-hmm. um, and I came across some interesting facts um, that was probably one of the biggest shell shockers for me. Mm-hmm. But when you were saying that we built this country we developed a lot of this country, a lot of our ideas, a lot of our culture. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even that. I mean, it's, it's a part of that. But after the research, I've realized that when they stole this country, they stole a bunch of our ideas. If you go back and look at Kemet, mm-hmm. which is Egypt, you know, it's a Grecian term, Egypt, but it's Kemet. Kemet was original for uh, a lot of his art, right? A lot of his culture, right? A lot of his architecture, bro. Right. Engineering, right? Um, and if you look at the back of the dollar bill, there's a pyramid on there. Mm-hmm. Where do you find pyramids in Kemet? Mm-hmm. If you look at some of the, if you look at the the, the Washington Monument, mm-hmm. um, there's a there's a monument in uh, uh, out of uh, out of Kemet. Uh, I think it's called uh, the Tanuku. Mm-hmm. Um, bro, exact replica of the Washington Monument. They mm-hmm. built this country, my friend, off of our, the culture. So it, it, it hasn't just started, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's always been around. Exactly. A lot of our literature, mm-hmm. I, I learned that some of the first physicians, brain surgeon came out of Kemet, yeah. Africa. The first mathematicians, even the even the idea of chemistry, mm-hmm. Kemet, chemistry, K E M E T, chemistry, chemistry was changed. C H game, bro. Now it, I had to research that, bro. Thing. Please, bro. It's, it's a shell shock, shell, complete shell shock. Mm-hmm. But what I'm getting at is, I'm supporting you. I'm supporting you, my brother, mm-hmm. because not only was our our culture currently like we we created a new culture and this is why they that's why this is why they keep a lot of uh, information from us i'll right. tell you this because they know how magnificent we are mm-hmm. think about it they've stripped everything from us mm-hmm. i mean completely everything culture language spirituality i won't say religion because religion is something else but spirituality right and they stripped all of that from us right mm-hmm. 
gave us this land, told us to work for them. We created it, you know what I'm saying? We overcame a lot of BS. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? We start creating a, a whole new culture, bro. Mm-hmm. A whole new shift, bro. Right. Something that's different from our own, you know what I'm saying, 400,000 years of, of, of African heritage. Right. Bro. Something completely different. Right. Still stemming back to some of those roots, but we created a whole thing and they still decided and they still been stealing this stuff, bro. Mm-hmm. So w- when it comes down to it, you know, I think that taking a stance as far as the, the, the stance that you took, you know, after I had analyzed it, I took my hat off to you because I was like, you know what? As a brand, as a brand, as a company, it is important for us as black people mm-hmm. to recognize those things and say, hey, you know what, guys? This is wrong. And I'm going to say something about it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have a business, you have a corporation that you're building. So you, you have that you have that uh, that level of, 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 of ideas to think about. Right. And me being an artist, I am my. Uh, to be honest, bro, I'm not here for anybody approval. Yeah. You're asking what I'm saying. Yeah. I do things that I believe in. Yeah. You're asking what I'm saying. If you don't like it, you don't like it. You That's don't have it. to buy it. You're asking what I'm saying. That's it. That's it. That's it. I ain't stressed about it. Yeah. You're asking what I'm saying. I feel you, bro. As a consumer, you have every right not to buy it. Exactly. But you can't say that I never talked about it. Exactly. You're asking what I'm saying because exactly. it's something that's important to our culture. You feel me? 100%, bro. This so. this this moment that we're having, as far as like the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, 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 what happened to uh, uh, our brother George Floyd, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, um, and even Breonna Taylor and all these things, I think it's really becoming a shell shock for a lot of people. But at the same time, it gives us artists, uh, it gives us designers a w- outlet too, because bro, I, I was talking with uh, a good friend of mine. I was like, you know. If people look back in the in, in like you know a hundred years, two hundred years from now, right. they look back at our past, what would they say, man? Right. Would they be able to scroll on uh, some type of social media? Would they be able to look and see what we were doing, mm-hmm. or would it be crowded out by all the BS? You know what I'm saying? That the, the narratives that you know these 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 the United States of America is right. right. Will it be overcrowded by that? What will what will that message be? Right. And that's why it is important that you put out content like that. Mm-hmm. It is important that we make inflammatory statements, direct statements right. that say, hey, this is what we're believing. Right. Yeah, bro. On everything. Yeah, bro. You feel me? Appreciate I support it, you, brother. I support Appreciate you. Appreciate it. You 100% me. on that one. But yeah, bro. Um, I wanted to uh, kind of just knock out um, some, some just last things that, you know, I've I seen that you're a part of. Uh, I've seen that you were a part of... Uh, uh, you're a part of you're the art director for Indie Supply. Mm-hmm. Now I want to know how, how did you get a part of that, man? Uh, just building a relationship with Paulina. You know what I'm oh saying? man, yeah, that's the homie. Person. You feel me? Yeah, and like she's the owner of Pattern. Yeah, she's the owner of Pattern okay. Magazine. You feel me? Sh- By the way, shout out to that magazine article, brother. Yo, I appreciate it, bro. Yes, you sir. Feel me? Yes, sir. Yeah, bro. Yes, sir. We just built a relationship, bro. To be honest, we worked. Uh, she had asked me to help with. Uh, uh, supply in 2019. Mm-hmm. Ever since then, and we've been tight. You know what I'm saying? We That's went right. to Complex Con with each other, chopped it up. You know what I'm saying? Caked it. You know what I'm saying? I go to Pattern there every Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah. Spit ideas. And we actually went to brunch one time. I was like, hey, it's okay that I take the, um, take forward on the supply. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, idea. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make a big shout out to my homie T-Bird, G, Bree, Steven, Double A. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We sat down one day, we was like, we need to doc- start documenting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We need to start documenting what's going on here in this city as yeah. far as culture wise. Yeah. And that initial conversation started with me, uh, with G, he's a photographer. And T Bird with Wild New Nueva. Oh yeah. And uh we just pretty much sat down and we was like, we need to document more because 2018 was a crazy year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was at every event, you know what I'm saying, just kicking and connecting with each other. Mm-hmm. How can we get back to that? You right. know what I'm saying? Because right. it died down in 2019. Right. So we talked about it, you know what I'm saying? And I brought them to Paulina because I know that she she had the resource to help us out with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and every since we talked about, it, she was for it. So supply is a smaller zine 
that pretty much talk about the culture that we love, mm. the streetwear culture. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so she was able to let us take over that and be, make it a partnership. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, pattern is ESPN and supply is ESPN too. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So and and I appreciate Paulina of giving us that chance to go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, and I appreciate the team. You know what I'm saying, Britt. She's the editor, uh, editor in chief. You mm-hmm. feel me? With G, um, T Bird, Double A, me and Stevie with Larry Patti. Yeah, that's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. We all come together to create something for our culture mm-hmm. and giving an outlet for people that wants to share more or people that's even grinding in that culture so we be able to spread the word more so more people can come to these events because we have our core following but we want to reach outside our core also. Yeah. And so that's was that was the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? So that's what's that's how it all came apart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My job is to make sure that the outlines come out perfectly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Direct to how it's going to look visually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's going to be crazy, bro. Yeah. If I'm, yeah. I'm going to show you something. <laughs> you for sure. Me. For sure. So, I, see, I was looking on the IG and I seen y'all, y'all said y'all going to be really putting out something out for 2021. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's cool, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, bro, this is, man, um, I think this has been a wonderful conversation, man. Um, well needed, mm-hmm. um, overdue, out the gate, overdue. Um, but um, last thoughts: um, if you had to say some, say something to inspire somebody from our city, and give them just a, a, a word that you know, what I'm saying, helped you, mm-hmm. uh, that really changed your life or really made things better for you, what would that be? Don't let anybody tell you you can't do nothing, bro. <laughs> you can achieve anything that you put your mind to out the gate. If you want to be a streetwear designer, you can be a streetwear designer. If you want to be a doctor, you can be a doctor. You know what I'm saying? Wherever your mind is set on, you can do it. Fuck what everybody else talking about. <laughs> That's all I had to say. <laughs> you Respect, feel me? Man. Respect. Out the gate. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't get any straightforward than that. <laughs> I'm a straightforward guy. You yes, feel sir. me? Yes, sir. You can do anything, man. Yes, feel sir. Me? Well, I, look, man. Shout out your uh, social media, if you would, um, and uh, and let people know where they can where they can tap in, even even on the website. Okay, bet. So if you want to ever get some streetly gear. You can go, um, go on www.streetlyhrc.com. Same thing with the um, Instagram and Twitter, streetlyhrc. If you want to just chop it up, me personally, you can hit me up in the DMs at Streetly Gordo, and we can definitely chop it up. You know what I'm saying? If you have any questions, I'm here. I will answer questions. I'm not one of those type of people that's not going to. Sh- tell you how I got my resources or how I did things. No, facts, facts. So if you need any questions or you have anything or just want to chop it up, hit me up. Exactly. You feel me? So It's all about communication. Man. At the gate. Well, look, man, it's been a pleasure. Uh, you have been tuning in to the podcast. Just a kid from Gary. I'm out. <laughs>